you know, living in Montgomery has been a very interesting journey. Yes. And along the way, we have met some people that are definitely keepers. And this couple, their last name is Ball, and they are on the ball. Yeah, that's a good We one. have Jasmine and Chris Ball, and they're going to share their love story with us. And that's going to be coming up next on this episode of the Rich Relationship Podcast with Gil and Renee. Welcome to the Rich Relationship Podcast with Gil and Renee, where amazing things happen. Our goal is to help build, repair, and restore healthy relationships. Our primary focus is on the marriage relationship. However, the topics are applicable to the relationships that we value most. Remember, we're stronger together. Let's grow. Well, this is an awesome episode that we're going to be talking to Jasmine and Christopher. First, we want to say thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for having us. This is fun because we were talking offline before we started the episode and I said, I remember them because you guys moved away from us. Yeah, I'd say that was one of our most life-changing experiences. Oh, that's awesome. Well, save it, save it, save it for the episode so you can tell all our (laughs) listeners about you. So tell us um, where you are now and a little bit about your love story, how you met and how this whole ball love story began. (laughs) I guess I'll I'll, um, explain. Yeah, so we are currently living in Knoxville, Tennessee. And Chris and I met in high school. We met 10 years ago. And um, it was actually quite interesting because I met him senior year, didn't even know he existed the whole time I was in high school. And we come back from Christmas break and I never go in the cafeteria for breakfast. And this particular day, I went in the cafeteria for breakfast because um, after Christmas break, they changed the policies. And so we weren't no longer um, allowed to enter in through the front of the building. Long story short, I'm in the cafeteria and this stranger comes up to ask if he could see my book. I had a science book. <laughs> I guess this is the part where I come in. Because you might wonder why would I ask her for a science book? And it was a very legit reason. It's, uh, there was a particular word I was interested in. And spoiler, the word was monocot. Wait, say, say that again. It was, what was the word? Uh, monocot. Monocot. So there's monocots and there's dicots in biology, uh, particularly when you're talking about plants. Um, and it's just mostly talking about a stem structure. Wait, 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 wait. That has got to be the most interesting pickup line I have ever heard. <laughs> you got skills, Christopher. <laughs> Jasmine, Jasmine, how did you take that when he came up with that line? Did you like, what is this all about? Well, see, that's the thing. It's because I was in a place in my life where I knew that I wanted to expand my my friendship circle because I realized that iron sharpens iron and I was the smartest one of the people I was hanging out with. Ah. So I was open to meeting new people at the time. So it was interesting. However, when he approached me, I was thinking, like, because at first when he started to come up to me, I for sure thought he was about to try and holler at me, try and kick me out. But he didn't even address me in that way. He just said, hey, you know, can I borrow your book? And I let him see the book. He got it, walked away to where he, wherever he was sitting, read the book, whatever he needed to find, came back five minutes later and gave me my book back and was about to walk away again. So I was, I was just like, oh, but he wasn't trying to talk to me. <laughs> well, I, I, and that's the point. 
Yeah, I was going to say, so I'm sorry, Chris, I didn't mean to cut you off, but go ahead now. I wanted you to pick up the story where you were at. I definitely need to explain myself. Oh, yeah. That I was very genuine with that, and I only wanted to know the word. I really wasn't interested in pursuing a relationship aggressively. But I did realize that motion was very rude, and I I did think to uh, at least ask her what her name was or, you know, a little bit of personal information, how old are you? And I think from there, that's when everything started to evolve when you start figuring out that you have commonalities with people. One of the things I was interested in that time was uh, something called numerology. And I'm a very inquisitive person. So being a young person, I was definitely interested in the horoscopes and numerology. And when I did the the horoscope and the numerology behind it, we had the same number. And I found that to be very interesting. Yeah, and also, because he brought up numerology, so he sat down, we just started talking, and realized we had a lot in common, like he just shared. And when he brought up numerology, that was something new that I was just learning more about. So it fascinated me that he knew about it because I literally was just learning about it. So we just talked more about things and we learned that we had a lot in common as it relates to family. We were both the youngest of our siblings. We both had a lot of nieces and nephews. We both, you know, it was just a lot of different things that we had in common, like he said, you know, so, yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, so the bell rings and after this long conversation, you know, I I figured it was only right to ask her for a number and continue the conversation and get to know each other. There the moves go. I like that part. There you go. introduction slow introduction so how long did it take before you realized you guys had was there like an initial initial chemistry or did it grow over time um well so this was january and he started to catch my attention because i noticed he would listen so um my sister's birthday was i think the same week we met and he asked, you know, and I think I brought that up somewhere or another and he asked when my birthday was and my birthday was 10 days later. And on my birthday, he just surprised me with this card. He made an art class that he painted like a flower and wrote a poem. Mm. And then he also got me my favorite candy bar, which was Kit Kat. So, you know, it was just nice little things he would do. And we just would talk for hours on the phone and we just got to know each other from there. And in February, we went on our first date and we just were talking casually, you know, just to get to know each other. And we became official, meaning like we decided to be in a relationship later that year in August. So from January to August was like the courtship, I guess. (laughs) So Christopher, I wanted to ask you, you mentioned something that you guys had in common. So how would you explain or could you elaborate on that for our listeners about why is that so important when you start dating someone? Oh, it makes just everything so much easier because say that you're exploring new grounds in a conversation with a person, uh, you eventually run out of, you, you will run out of things to talk about because if I'm talking about something like football or kickboxing and she has no interest in those things, it deads the conversation. So you can always fall back to things that you do like it opens up the grounds to more things to talk about. So you can kind of branch out from your commonalities. And that's why it's so important to have those things. You know, one of the things I noticed about you, Christopher, when we first met was you are a deep thinker and it's so good. You know, you kind of mentioned how you and Jasmine are different. But the thing is, is that I think you guys are both deep thinkers. I think that Jasmine, it probably expresses hers with writing and yours is more in thought. What would be something that you would say about your personalities being different that has been a struggle for the two of you? 
Uh, it, it was. It I was, was. Can I say it? No, absolutely. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I love going out. He loves staying in. That is, I would say, the biggest difference. He is content with air conditioner, food, and a video game. And I, I love like getting glammed up and going out and traveling, going on adventures. But that is definitely a difference between us. Like I like to explore the world with like externally. He likes to explore the world internally. Yeah. Go ahead, Christopher. Did you did I want to add on to that one? I think that's pretty good. I was gonna say that the. The main uh, difference that I noticed in us is just our our speculation on life. I guess when I was younger, I did a lot of traveling. I guess it took away a lot of the wonder. I didn't travel like way to country to country, but I started noticing things no matter how far I went, it, I could find something that was always the same. And I think during the time, Jasmine probably didn't have as much of exposure. She went places like uh, Cleveland or she went to... Uh, um, you know, I would, yeah, that's that's one thing I noticed, like, our childhoods were a lot different. His dad was a truck driver, so he, you know, was on the road with his dad, you know, across the nation while he's driving trucks. And I'm, you know, I was born in Selma, Alabama, which is a super small town, and, you know, it's a country, I call myself a country girl, <laughs> and I love, like, outdoor anything, so, like, going on rivers and boats and hiking and backpacking and all kinds of, you know, horseback riding, all kinds of different things outdoors. And he likes... Yeah, I think the most outdoor I did is probably kickboxing and exercising. But the second I go into the woods or something like that, it, it clicks danger mode. So <laughs> again, snakes, bears, yeah. mountain lions, anything, I would want to be prepared for it. So it's... It definitely takes me a lot longer mentally to get prepared than her. She's just, let's go. And I start thinking of what ifs. And I think that that's something that um, we always are working to improve at. Well, you know, I love the, you know, and it's important that we understand that we're not going to be married to someone just like us. We're going to be different. Tell us about your engagement and the big day when you guys actually got married. So uh, engagement in terms of, I'm, I'm assuming a proposal. Yeah. How did you do it? How did you do it? I tend to be, I like the simple approach to things to give more value to it. My particular approach for Ozul was during the time when we were still dating and things like that, one of the things that we did was I would go to work and after work, I would go over her mom. But obviously I couldn't stay in. I couldn't be in her house. So when it was time to go, it would be somewhere around two or three o'clock. And some of those times I would walk home or I would just sleep outside. And one of those days when I would sleep outside, she would wake me up and, you know, of course, you know, we would go get something to eat. And the one thing that we ate was uh, that one particular time was Domino's Pizza. Of course, after that, I had to go home and take a shower. Let's, can I, like, back up to Christmas? <laughs> Absolutely. So, okay, so what he's talking about is, remember I said, so we were, he was courting me from that January all the way through August before we became official. Right. Okay. So we're, you know, still in high school. Um, what I would notice, this is what, because I was open to dating multiple people. Like I wasn't really like focused on one being in a serious relationship. But what made him stand out for me was I would notice like, you know, he's in high school, you know, he didn't have a car, but he was willing to walk across town to see me. If he couldn't get a ride back home, he was willing to sleep outside and I didn't even know he was sleeping outside. (laughs) 
Wow. <laughs> wait, are you know, but he was like, I couldn't get a ride home. And I didn't, you know, so I would notice that he was willing to go above and beyond and do anything just to see me. And yeah. that was, that meant a lot to me. And this is high school. So I just wanted to preface that. Like, <laughs> and then he proposed, we, we got um, engaged after graduated college five years later. So, yes. So thank you. Thank you so much for clearing that up. <laughs> it's I, okay. We, we got it. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you got it. So it's um, the symbology of that that always made me think of those times of where I would literally do anything I could for her was symbolized by that one particular day that I could remember. And it was something different that we ate. We ate a Domino's pizza with tomatoes and mushrooms. So I tried to make this particular day as normal as possible. And when she opened the box, the ring was in it. It's the most elaborate thing ever in thinking about it. I know I have to redo it, but I figured that that was the most genuine thing that I can do to symbolize that engagement. And the thing about it was, we went to pick up the pizza together. So I was like, how did you even get a ring? <laughs> That's like, so cool. I'm right here, like, because we picked it up at the, like, the carryout. He passes me the pizza, so I'm holding it the whole time. I'm like, wait, when did you get a ring in here? So that still boggles my mind. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm not telling you like you, you keeping your secret, huh? That's your secret. Keeping that a secret, fella. That is so beautiful. Well, you can share that how you did it. You, you sound like you're in being the in the magic too. So we're <laughs> gonna be interested to hear some more about you guys' story. We're talking to Chris and Jasmine Ball on the Rich Relationship Podcast with Gil and Renee. Gil and Renee Beaver's over 30-year relationship is the genesis for the Rich Relationship Podcast, which is designed to empower individuals with the tools, principles, and the community needed to unpack ourselves, our past, and our preconceived notions associated with relationships. Let's get empty and grow together so that our lives will be filled with love and healthy, rich relationships. Now let's go into our show. Now, I am really, really interested to hear the rest of this story. Now, I'm like sitting on the edge of my seat. I want to know, Chris, how did you get this ring in the box? And Jasmine, after he finishes telling that, what was your impression of the whole proposal route? Okay, so you want me to reveal the truth? Yeah, yeah da, da, absolutely. Da, put the drum rolls on. Use the cell phones. So I would do things like tell my mother to call her and just have a random conversation. And during the time while she's getting out, I told her I would get the pizza and bring it in. By the whole time where she would, you know, my mother would be overtly happy to see her. Distracting uh, her. Yes, distraction is, is literally, uh, I forget what they call it. Misdirection. There you go, the art of misdirection. Oh, wow. So now, yes. Jasmine, you know the mystery of how the ring got in the pizza box. So you actually sound like you didn't know how it happened. She didn't. Perfect. I really didn't. I guess I, I didn't really like pay it that much attention because I wasn't thinking about anything happening. So it just was like, wait, that, you know, isn't then when I opened it because I'm just you no know, normal about to get a slice. And I'm like, wait, huh? <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. That is beautiful. So, you drop them in the and in front of, you know, the family, you know, you hit the proposal. So yeah. what, what did you think, Jasmine, about the proposal? What was your thoughts going through your mind when you seen the ring? Well, I was like about time because <laughs> <laughs> we've been together for a long time and I was getting anxious a little bit. Well, not really a little anxious, but you know, I was been ready. So yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what are we doing here? I guess like, that where is this going? Another conversation. Go ahead. Oh, this is memory. So this, within our 
three year mark, she uh she locked me in into a um into an agreement. She said in the car one day, if we were to get married, when exactly would you put a time limit on it? How what at what particular time would you say that we would get married? I made the general saying after you graduate from college. Wonderful. And I put a date on it at, at that point. Wonderful. Did you know you were time stamping it or did you no. kind of get a sense of like, oh, I got this amount of time to get my stuff the way I want it? <laughs> exactly. Because, you know, I had this whole idea of what I wanted, especially during marriage. I didn't definitely want to be a married man in my mother's house. And I, I definitely didn't want to still be trying to figure my life out. So I definitely wanted to be a little bit later on. But when she said that, like you said, she time stamped it and I didn't know. Until she was like, oh, I'm about to graduate. Yeah, there was talk also about shacking up, and I don't believe in that. So, right. (laughs) I was like, well, I'm not going to move in with you. We're not married. So, if we were to, you know, (laughs) yeah, that's wise. You know, you guys have displayed and just communicated some awesome principles, you know, just like you just said about cohabitating together. You didn't believe in it. Chris, you were just saying you wanted to have certain things in order with your life before you made that long term commitment. What was the driving factor for you to to make those things, even though Jasmine kind of time stamped it for you or you time stamped it yourself? What was it that made you say, you know what, this is the time for me to get things in order the way I want them to be? Was there something that really stimulated that, that thought process? Well, what would have stimulated the thought process for me is that, you know, truthfully, I didn't want to be in my mother's house. But, you know, I, you know, being a teenager, I never thought to go live with someone else or, you know, be a roommate with anyone else or even pursue my own apartment. You know, I was thinking I was thinking more along the lines of financial stability. You know, I didn't want to just go live somewhere and spend an excess amount of money when I can just, you know, live with my mother essentially for room and board or whatever the cost of that was. That was uh, mostly the motivation for it. The I guess the, the second thing about it was was just privacy. My mother and family has a knack for not knocking on doors <laughs> and things like that. And I, I just couldn't build a great picture in my head. My mother's a very Christian woman as well. So I have a lot of those roots built up into me as well. I think traditionally having having those things it it forces the the type of you know interactions to take place. So so how long after the proposal did you guys actually wait until you guys got married? How long was your engagement? It was very it was short. It was, it was short. Uh, I would say less than two months, right? Because we I, we kind of like we've been together for so long, and we already had, like had different connections as far as like his his mom has a leadership position in the church and so we just got married at his mom's church and it was pretty quick just because we knew what we wanted and also we wanted to have it around the same um day as our relationships anniversary just um, to keep it you know it was a special day and yeah and i think a lot of our friends and families also contributed to it too and yeah like made a big thing yeah like you know you know, like we had us who were like doing the catering oh, thing. And his mom is a baker, so she made the wedding cake. Two wedding cakes. Yeah. And so we just had a lot of, you know, I guess people who were like ready as well. And so it was a family affair <laughs> that everyone was kind of like, okay, let's go ahead and do it. That is beautiful. So tell us now. So now, you know, you were married. You guys were living in Alabama. And now recently you guys have, like you said, Christopher said, there's a major change in your life. You guys just moved from where you grew up to a new city and just had a new baby. So tell us what that's like for you guys and, you know, the highs and the lows. 
Well, so Christopher had multiple different occupations throughout, uh, you know, our relationship. And he did a little bit of everything from like being a corrections officer to doing IT to doing like all kinds of different. Uh, he did, uh, what is it? The truck driving type of job. Yes, uh, delivery of pharmaceuticals. Yeah, he, he did a lot of different things. He knew that he's a scientist. That's, you know, you can hear he it. Right. Yes, he is. Remember, that's how we met from a science book. Yes. And that's passion he does it his little at-home experiments all the time so that's his passion so you know he was really um on track to go to school for science and uh, pursue that as a career so I told him I would support him in that and wherever that will lead him meanwhile you know I'm you know working in corporate America and I knew when we got married that if we were going to start a family I didn't want to be in a corporate career job, you know, and balance motherhood because I just didn't see how I have a life. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I wanted to be a work at home mom. So that's why, you know, so the senior actually got married. We got married in August and we actually started the idea for the magazine in October and um, of that same year. And so that's it kind of started from like a passion type of project where I just jumped into it because me being a writer, I felt a conviction to use my skills and talents to help serve our culture and community just um, based on what was going on in the nation. But then I also saw it as an opportunity to be able to fulfill my dream of being a work at home mom. So I started to, you know, take it on as a, a side business and, you know, one thing led to another. And, you know, I was able to retire from a corporate job in 2018, um, you know, three years into our marriage. And um, last year he got a job offer that relocated us to Tennessee, where he's now working in a national lab. So, you know, to do his science. So that's why we're in, in, in um, Tennessee right now. Um, and that, and then, that's uh, great when you say that, because what I hear from you guys is how you guys continually support each other. You know, whether it's you with your magazine and relocating and from corporate America to being a stay home mom. And Chris, you just like when we initially met, I, I watched you supporting your wife doing her ventures. How important is it to support each other and their dreams and aspirations and goals when you decide to go from being a single person to becoming a married couple? Oh, man, I, I say that this is the I think this is the real crux of the talk here. And I think it's the key to stabilizing a relationship because initially when you're courting and things like that, it's everything's all fun. You have butterflies and that person can do no wrong. But as time goes on, you know, you you develop the familiarity with one another. And a lot of things that was generally overlooked, they tend they tend to not be overlooked anymore. Now you have a scrutiny on both sides of the families. You have positions and expectations and uh, the roles of the relationship. It's a lot of things. And from there, it starts to generate pressure. And I think that itself defines you of who you're going to be. For example, I think the biggest thing was to me at that point is that I'm going from job to job. And in all these jobs, I couldn't see myself there more than 10 years. What made me leave each one of my jobs was the ironically the same thing. A person would come up to me after talking and they would say, I don't know why you're here. <laughs> and that echoed in my mind so much, I would literally just quit the job the next day. And I had to reevaluate myself. And that's what ultimately drove me to go to school 
school for initially biochemistry at first. I knew I wanted to be a chemist because I, I basically sat down and thought of what job could I do in science that would have the most versatility in real life. Application. Application. Thank you so much. That I can I can use even if all the lights were to turn off or we just went out and lived in the wilderness. You know, chemistry just tends to be one of those things that I can use. Not knowing that it's actually one of the hardest sciences to go to school for. I went there and I literally, within my first two years, I think we had a class of 200 people in our chemistry program at Alabama State University, the Alabama State University. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta give a shout out. Go ahead, give a shout out. (laughs) (laughs) And we started off with something like 200 people. Uh, By the next year, it dropped down to 100. Uh, By my third year there, it was somewhere between 50 people in the chemistry program. My last year, my last class there, it was a total of around six to seven people and only three people graduated. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> cream always no. rises to the top. Exactly. It's it's a it's a very it's a pinnacle at the top. I'll say it's a very small <laughs> yes. platform. Yeah, I always and, say there's lots of room up here. Oh yes. And um one of the things about it is during this time how I supplemented myself is I used my student loans to to as living expenses and I also um I worked in a lab, you know, they don't pay you that much to do that. But I worked in a research lab with Dr. Cleon Barnett. He was my uh, my mentor. Mm-hmm. And he's the one that really pushed me to say that, hey, you need to be going to these conferences. Hey, you need to be doing speaking engagements. Hey, you need to be building up your portfolio with these experiments, push our research papers. You need to also think about internships. And after completing all these different trials, I think I, I published two research papers, an international science publication, wow. by the way. Yeah. That is so amazing. Uh, and I did somewhere around eight presentations on research in my in my bachelor's um, program. And I did two internships, if not three. I can't remember my third one. But I know for a fact it was two of them. Um, Florida Agriculture and... FAMU. Yeah, there you go. And uh, the second one at my current job at a, a nuclear facility. And it was Dr. Barnett who got me that that second internship. That's amazing to hear. With Jasmine, I, I noticed that you even supporting him He's even in, in <laughs> even in and when even during his interview. How was that transition for you from a mom's perspective? Was there anything that was challenging for you as you went from, like you said, coming from corporate America and watching Chris soar to great heights in his career? How was that for you during that transition time? Um, well, I believed in him, and I knew that it was a short term. I guess, sacrifice that we were making for our family. And, um, you know, so I, I had his back because I believed in him. And <laughs> <laughs> You know, what I, love about, what I love about just the two of you, and I interacted with you and watched you. We were in the magazine. Black Tie Magazine was excellent. Just professional and, and your, the people you had as a part of your team. But it's just so beautiful to see a young couple really have really be on the ball I mean no pun intended and to really want to see each other do well and not to compete you know what would be something you would say to a you know to a younger couple who is just starting out some of the tools you guys use to help couple to help a couple to really learn how to maneuver when you say what like when the butterflies are gone and when the you know you leave the toilet seat up what would be something you would share with them that would really help them in their marriage and their relationship 
many couples who I guess struggle with their relationship, what I found was that a big thing for us is trust. And that's something that we established early on was having this undeniable trust for each other, which eased a lot of the, I guess, frustration or a lot of the friction that could come in relationships because we have this undeniable trust between each other where we can lean back and know, like, I know who he is at his heart, at his soul, at his spirit. And I know that he's got my back. I got his back. We saw each other. We see each other as a team. We say it all the time. We're a team. Yeah, most definitely. I think biggest thing for us was trust. Uh, like I said, I would go on 10 week internships, like in a whole nother state in a whole city I've never been into before. And all we had was video calls and phone calls. I, you know, I would have to find an arrangement to go back down there and visit, but it'll only be for a day or so. So that took uh, the greatest deal of trust. I didn't do this just once, but twice. So imagine, you know, a person that you've been with for five years you just not at their bedside anymore. You're not talking to this person in person anymore. I think that's the real test of time. My opinion to a younger person who's in a relationship, I'm, I'm talking from the male perspective, of course, I would tell that person, don't enter into a relationship with a person if you're not prepared to be in it forever. Yeah. You know, you should always have in mind making it work with this person. And I think that way it kind of trains you for when you have a child that you know, regardless of which, that you're going to be with this person no matter what you set that boundary up. And that's uh, what's worked for us so far. Yeah, and I will also add this and say, we had a goal that we shared together and we were focusing on building. That was our motto. Like, we need to focus on building before we start a family or before we do this or before we do that. So that was, like, that's what we are doing. Like, he was focusing on getting into a career that he could actually see as a career, which was being a chemist, a scientist. Yeah. And so, you know, going to school for it, getting training and getting the experience for that. And then I was focusing on building a business. You know, we were just focused on building. That was what we were doing as a team, as a collective. That was our goal that we we're both working on through whatever paths we took. This has been so refreshing. You know, we talked to a lot of couples in this past year and a half, and you guys are doing amazing things together as a couple and together. And it is so awesome to hear. And you can hear it in just your answers and your response that you guys really are team ball. Yeah. <laughs> you guys can use that. <laughs> and, and that's awesome to hear. And it, as we close this out this episode on the Rich Relationship Podcast with Gil and Renee, what are you guys up to, Jasmine? Are you still doing the magazine on the side? Or I know you have your own business now. Is there, what are, if people want to reach out to you, how can they reach you and, and support what you guys are doing and, and just get in touch with you? Yeah. So as for me, uh, yeah. So I've been a copywriter. This is what I went to school for. This is what I did in corporate America, just being. A, a copywriter and content marketing marketer and I currently do that now for businesses that's something that I started doing um, alongside the magazine was offering content and copywriting services to those entrepreneurs who are coming to me for advertising helping them on the back end with making sure that their content for their website and email and social media was 
was active in being able to attract, nurture, and compel their idol clients to take action with them. So I still currently do that as far as offering those um, copywriting services to businesses. So people can find me um, on Facebook. I'm on for any social media platform. It's Jasmine the Writer. That's where you can find me. And I, I always share tips as far as um, for people who want to pursue entrepreneurship full-time as well as tips to get you know copywriting tips and, and content marketing tips to help you grow your business and get set up for success online. Chris, what did you want to share? What, how could people get in touch with you, the scientists? I was just gonna uh, just briefly speak. One of the things that I do is uh, I, I kickbox for, you know, not only for exercise, but for mental. It's like a refreshing of the mind for me. So that's what I do on my offhand time. Another thing I do is I do at home experiments. I started off very amateur like first, but I really stepped up and invested in uh, legitimate chemistry uh, equipment as well as uh, video recording information. Oh. And what I wanted to do eventually was create my own series on, on YouTube, walking people through uh, what's it like to do chemistry wow. and hopefully, you know, inspire some other people to, to do it as well, because there aren't many people pursuing this path. And I think it's, it's very, uh, very useful, a very useful skill to have. And it's, it's very different. Not only that, it's, it's a, you know, it's very supplementing to your life to, you know, have this skill. So you can be now now that you've had a mentor, you can be a mentor on YouTube. I think that's great. That's awesome. Again, thank you guys for hanging out with us. As we like to say, invest in your time, which we really appreciate you guys. Okay, thank you. It was a pleasure. Oh, thank you. And just remember, guys, we are stronger together. Let's grow. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your investment in time. Remember to subscribe to the show and hit the notification icon to be notified when new episodes are posted on the podcast platform that you're listening from. Or you can always find us on our website at richrelationshipsus.com or our YouTube channel, Rich Relationships with Gil Renee. If you found this podcast helpful or you think it could help someone that you know and care about, please pass it along and share it with them. And also, you can always send your questions and comments to richrelationships.us at gmail.com. This is a weekly podcast, and the new episodes are going to be posted on Monday by 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Remember, we're stronger together. Let's grow!